Uneducated and Broke is a weekly entertainment podcast where we mix hip-hop, headlines, and all things ATL into the success of Black millennials in the Black culture. Oh my goodness. What's going on, everybody? You are definitely tuned in to Black Educated and Broke. It has been a minute. It has been a minute. But guess what? We back in it. We coming harder. We coming stronger. And we got some new additions. Because I ain't doing this by myself. Let me first... You know, before I say who's next, I just want to pay homage to him. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I can't. Oh. We got two. We've been gone a minute. Oh. Y'all can't hear that, but it's it's (laughs) going down. Everybody out there, go run and tell your homeboys and homegirls it's time for Kenan and Kale. Kenan and Kale, that was such a classic. So don't touch that dial, don't read the room. Because they always in the summer, no fun, and you don't want to miss Nostalgia. it. Nostalgia. Okay, like, do the good players. Kenan and Kale, I should have said Kale and Kenan, and you got to watch Kenan, because Kenan be screaming with a plan or a plot to make it to the top. But they got to end the middle, because they always in the fall. I need you to go, go back under that rock that you've been hiding, obviously. I had to do that. I feel like if Q was here, he would do that. That's very much him all the way. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. I had to do it for Q. Q's out. His birthday coming up. Happy birthday, bro. Happy Happy early birthday. birthday. Early, early birthday. Well, we was going to give homage to you, though, because, you know, you're the only male tonight as we bringing back our little quick little break. And you, you the only man holding it down, and you've been doing such a good job. Hey, Don't man. y'all agree, ladies? Had to, had to, to get Mike on the board. Beasy. Who's that? Who's that voice? Somebody said Mike Beasy. Who's that voice? Okay, no. Listen, seriously though, we got to get into that. Who we're talking about? That. Let me before I give her a formal name and introduction. This young lady, she's already been down with Black Educated and Broke for a while now. I think she had just got a photo with, uh, what was the rapper name? Um, Ice Cube. Ice Cube and, and the other um, guy. Uh, um, yeah. Chopper. Chopper. Ice Cube is an icon. He's a right. legend. We're not just going to call <laughs> him no rapper. People, he's, very, he's still very popular. <laughs> no, I think she was referring <laughs> to Anneli Chopper. Because he's the one that had that 30 year old girlfriend that was on Instagram. Yeah, 27. He broke up with her. I mean, just telling the facts that we know. Yeah. But yeah, but you, she's been out doing that. And it's for me personally, a Randy O here, right? She's been my mentee. She's yeah. been holding me down. We She took a stab at this other project with me <laughs> and did a very good job to me, but she found something even better. Now she over here doing red, cor- red carpet correspondence. Instagram popping. I yeah. mean, I'm like, she just did elevate, elevate. And y'all. I thought she- I was doing something. You know, I'm on TV in Atlanta. I'm on TV in my hometown. Just my voice. They ain't seen me yet. But she rocking. She rocking. She's not even it. from Atlanta. I ain't mad at it. Ain't nobody from, from Atlanta Boston. no more. Ain't nobody right? from Atlanta no more. Boston. <laughs> but hold on, hold on, because our, our super producers, you know, we welcome everybody to yes. Atlanta. Oh, okay. Because the front of that. I ain't letting this go to 2023. Don't start, Mike. Don't I ain't letting start. it go to 2023. <laughs> don't, don't start. Don't start. <laughs> but no, yeah. so I want to introduce her because she's been amazing and now she's been a very instrumental part of Black Educating and Bro. Absolutely. Let's give a round of applause for Andy. Hey, y'all. It's Indy with the T. I'm glad to be here. Excited. I love the group and I think we've been working hard. Her, some major success, so I'm just excited for the future and whatever 
you know, it has in store for us because I know it's some big things. Absolutely. And your future. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And so, so the name, now I know. So it's Indy with the T. Yeah. Okay, girl. Your fave. It's your fave. Indy yeah. with the, and now, so with this, this fashion that you have going on, because I, I tell you, I think you dress so freaking cute. <laughs> I mean, I, are you not like a influencer for clothes yet? I'm not. I feel We're like maybe that out I there. should. Yeah, maybe you should. I you should be so cute, dabble. y'all. For <laughs> those you. who are not like watching us on live and you're just listening to us from like the audio medium. <laughs> she has this amazing bucket uh, fur hat that's, what? what is this? It's like a bucket hat. Yeah, yeah but is this uh, a design uh, like M's and colorful? Oh, it's just letters. Abstract. Letters, yes. Colorful letters all over. Yes. Real It'll be on social. On. It'll be on ha- social. <laughs> all things black, educated, and broke. Right. She has the matching glasses that are orange to match the popping in her in her, in her, in her hat. Oh, then no. she has on the nice black fall sweater, sweater situation <laughs> and some blingy fucking like wristlets. I'm like, who is this girl? <laughs> no, you look cute, sis, very much. Thank you so much. I appreciate y'all. So for those who don't know, any tell them like a little bit about your background and like yeah, how you migrated your ass to Atlanta, sis. Oh, yes, for sure. So basically, I'm from Boston, Massachusetts, Boston and Cambridge. I grew up. Um, I moved. I gradu- Once I graduated high school, I moved to Alabama. I went to my HBCU, the real ASU, Alabama State University. Uh, once I graduated from um, Alabama State, it was during COVID. It was kind of tough. So I was really figuring it out. I felt... I um, majored in communications, radio, and television. So it was really like something I always wanted to do. I always wanted to have my own show. I always wanted to be a talk show host. And um, I, I stumbled upon, well, coming to Atlanta was COVID, basically. You yeah. know, COVID happened. Uh, we got kicked off campus. There was a lot of stuff going what? on. Yeah, when COVID happened, we we were thrown off campus. Not thrown. I wouldn't say tossed like that. But, you know, we were um, dismissed off campus, you know, early. Uh, probably March. So March, all classes were canceled. Everybody was, like, moving off campus, all that stuff. And it was actually around my birthday. I had a whole trip to Miami booked and everything. And I had to cancel everything because of COVID. So moving to Atlanta, I stayed with my uncle. Um, You know, we were, like, living there for a little while, a few months during the COVID when it was, like, Atlanta was real lockdown. Yeah. Then, Which is, for the record, never really, really, really right. It was Go literally ahead. like two months. Yeah, two months. Two months. Then yeah. Georgia two opened months, up. Maybe, Georgia yeah. But uh, majority of Georgia's opened up. We had a blast, honestly, that summer. But um, at some point, I was feeling like I was losing sight of what I actually wanted to do because yeah. COVID felt like I wasn't really in motion because I was actually mid internship at a news station when you know we got displaced dang and he was at an internship too yeah so i just felt thrown all the way off but boom i said something to my manager at my job which got me here um i had said something to my manager at my job like i just don't like this this is not what i'm supposed to be doing i'm supposed to be doing what my passion like i'm not supposed to be working for other people and all this carry on so she was like oh i have connections with whoop whoop she put me in an interview with you, Randy yeah, yeah, yeah. O. And um, once I got that interview with Randy, you know, she became my mentor, and we're here. And look at us. Look at us. <laughs> she thinks she's a celebrity, don't she? That's she thinks well. she's a celebrity. <laughs> she is. A, we are all celebrities. Listen, we're all celebrities here. Yes. Randy got three movies on Lifetime and one movie <laughs> right, on exactly. BET. She's she doing celeb. something now. <laughs> she do- but, <laughs> no, but it is funny because originally, like, we were... Getting in the, uh, connected with Charmin Lee, a well-known actress here yep. in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. They've been around for a minute, played Maya's mom on Girlfriend. And, like, you know what, Andy, actually, 
I think me and you should like connect. She's really in the interview. You did say that. I, it was like, like me, like I think you're more up my alley. Because sometimes you like when you like you gotta you gotta just be raw. Like you know, there's been situations where you want to make sure that everybody wins, but if you know somebody's a good fit and that's it. You ain't trying to take nobody from nobody. You're just trying to help with alignment. Right. And I feel like it's been great because just to see, like, where you were then, Indian, now, like, again, you are the face in the red carpet correspondent for... Um, I Love Africa, yeah. Yes, like, girl, like, that's... That was crazy. I know. I just it feels so good, but it's just so crazy. It happened so fast, but I wouldn't be able to be here if that if I haven't got connected with you, you know what I mean? But that's why it's important that we all, like, there's room at the table for everybody. Exactly. Everybody, there's room. It doesn't have to just be me. Oh, oh Andy, go come over and take the help. Like, we cannot have that, and I feel like within our community and our culture, that's sometimes one of our issues. Like, now nah, you can't be better than me. I mean, I help you a little bit, but only right here because you I can't mean, be more popular well... than me. No, but that's, <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. Exactly. Nah, some people People just need to stay out our way because I, I, I said this about a, a radio show in Atlanta. These two people came on this radio show and they were trash. And I said, if I had to put anybody on that radio show, it'd be Randy and Q. And these are two media majors who have done radio and the other two people had no idea what they're doing. And they didn't last. They didn't last a year. Neither exactly, one of them. Yeah. So, no, I don't I don't believe that. If it's not your lane, stay out of it. I'm, I'm real clear about that. Well, yeah, I'm, I think you're coming from a different perspective. Yeah. Y'all being if nice. you see talent in somebody Mm-mm. and Mm-mm. you feel Everybody like y'all are on the same, like, and Mm-mm. going in the you same see, direction. You see the, real, you see the real not on TV no more, but the view at the top so still on. I love the real. <laughs> but the real is good. The real was good. It was actually uh-uh. good. Mm-mm. People were not themselves on that show. That's why it's gone off. Good day. Well, okay. I, well, I mean, it's here or there, right? <laughs> yeah, no comment. But I I'm feel like saying. Randy's just saying, because me and Zay were literally just talking about this last night, hey, is that they're, bitches be catty. Like, Man, that just A-M. be what it is. Like, A-M. we're just being real as heck. Like, you know, people see something in somebody else or whatever, and mm-hmm. they know that they can get them in a certain position. Men in the business the same way. They might not give them in. That's what I'm saying. Like, Randy could have been like, oh, she she might have potential to do this, this, that, and the other, but I don't want her to do better than what I got going on, right. so I'm not going to help her out. Right. That's that's that really what I think she was talking about. That's, that is, that's so nice and so sweet. If it ain't they lane, keep your ass out of it. I'm sorry. <laughs> So I'm what sorry. if it's somebody that's in your line that you know they can do the same thing as you, and there's an opportunity here at at the radio station, right? We know that you do the traffic, and let's say there's a person like, dang, you know he has potential. Yeah, there's a possibility since it's only like a handful of black people for that position. Right. You you would you feel like well you know what I'm gonna let him get on his own because I don't want him to be trying to you know Mm-mm. take my and, spot. At, at WSB and I be very uh, clear and I'm transparent. Anybody of color that has come in that room behind me i have made sure to let them know like hey this is what it is because these are some of the things we have to deal with it's not blocking they came in there because they had the talent for it i'm talking about people who do not have it because well, even yeah, at, 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 at cmg right. was, uh, y'all talking about letting people in uh, some people if it ain't they lane they don't need to do it i'm, I'm sorry so don't give people like a chance to everybody don't everybody don't need to do radio everybody everybody oh, cannot yeah, do that. what what we do and they want to do it and then those are the people who get the opportunity they get the opportunities and it's not based on talent because yeah, nowadays right. it was based on numbers yeah it is no based, yeah, it is and i'm gonna call you out if you don't have no talent i'll be like I, I don't, i'm not mm-hmm. listening like i used to listen <laughs> we grew up listening to morning radio yes we did Tom right. was mine. Okay. Tom during the morning show. Oh, oh, oh. But it, we had plenty of shows. If you're here in Atlanta, we, we had a lot of good radio morning shows in Atlanta. These legends are now, some of them still doing it, some of them gone, but it ain't done no more. I don't listen to morning radio no more. No. I listen to podcasts. Podcasts and music. Don't.
I be doing other stuff. So I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's terrible. terrible. Well, you know, that makes me kind of just want to segue then into this. So, Andy, you know, of course, we're going to go ahead. You're going to jump into our conversation. This is about you. you part of the crew crew. Yes, And hey, Zay. Hey. hey <laughs> you know, I'm just tapping in my girl, Zay. So I want to get into, like, people that has been doing things for a long time and has been legendary. And this particular uh, show is legendary to me because my daddy and my mama would always tell me if they want to get me to run to the TV, they would play this song, the theme song for this song, and I would come running into it. Um, I'm going to get Mike B here. He's going to play the theme song. And let me see if y'all can catch it. Okay. Because this came out like, I mean, hell, like the same age. I mean, I think I was a one when it came out. Actually, I was born the year that it came you, out. You were how old? I came out the year this came I out. came out the end of the That's that on that. And, that's uh, when you came out? I mean, here we go. What are you talking about, Randy? <laughs> You're not making no I'm sense right now. I'm not going to answer it. Okay. Let's see if these know. I don't think they know. They may not know. I don't think they know. Let's see. No, Let's they see. Definitely know. Let's I feel see. like I'm a youngin'. Excuse me? Let's see if I'm they the know. youngest here, so like, we'll see. I'll probably know I Stand Come on. Is, is this the Cosby show? Is this the Cosby show? I got a red. She said the Cosby show. Oh, it's a different world. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that you do that? Yeah, girl, my grandma used to do that. It's a different world. It's a different world, y'all. Who sang the theme song, youngest? Oh, come on. Who sang the theme song, youngest? I can't even tell you who sang the theme song. Oh, y'all know? Who sang the theme song? Come on. Youngins. What are they, Gen Z? What are they? I don't think they're millennials. They're not millennials. Who sang a different world theme song, y'all? Help me out. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay, the answer is the late, great. Aretha. 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 There we go. I knew it. The queen. No, you didn't know it. Somebody we only have it. one queen. No, nobody gave it. Nobody gave it. I <laughs> swear. It's only I said one Aretha queen Franklin. in the black community, the and that's Aretha. Well, Me and Aretha wait. have the same birthday, guys. Oh. Yes. She's oh, an Aries yeah. woman. Hey, She's... Hey, you didn't know she sung this song. I, Y'all was a birthday twin. I, it was on my I lips. I really you. said it, like, at the same time. In my head, I was like... Yeah, I ain't gonna say it out loud. Of course, y'all said it after the fact. Like that's too much. Well, yeah. So, Different World, the cast reunites for their 35th anniversary. So, they debuted in '87, the greatest year ever. And I just remember as a two-year-old, not saying I was born in '85, but as a two-year-old, I remember running to the two, two to three. I would run to the TV and I just would sit there and watch it. And then as I got older and watched it again, I liked the sorority life that they had. I love all the HBC and the, all the black people going to college. I thought that Literally. show was so lit. Absolutely. Literally. I mean, you know, of course, uh, say what they wanted to say about Dr. Cosby, but... I mean that that show literally. Yeah. Um, we we already knew HBCUs because at one point in time, on the schools, black folks went to. But yeah, to right. just highlight that it's it's more than just it, it's life. Yeah. It's life for a lot of black kids, teenagers, eighteen, you becoming an adult, and you might not have been exposed to anything Any, where yeah. you come from. And if you're able to go to an HBCU. And them student loans do need to be paid. Won't give a damn what nobody else say that don't look like us. And I mean that. <laughs> Ready to know I'm going with this. That in the day, I mean, for a lot of people who didn't grow up in huge black culture, yeah. HBCU was exactly what they needed to grow up. No, yeah, HBCU life. 
And now, how did you hear about Different World? Like, did you? Uh, Different World, my mom. So, my mom went to Spelman. My hey. uncle went to Morehouse. Yeah, so, like, I'm from an HBCU family. Yes. Like, my um, my mom's first cousin went to Tuskegee. My aunt went to um, Howard. There was a lot of issues. Even my godmother went to Spelman. Like, I could go on for days. Um, so. You did, kind of, but go ahead. Yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly. Everybody, everybody HBCU. But, um, yeah, she introduced us to Different World along with the Cosby Show. She introduced the Cosby Show first. We ran through the seasons of the Cosby Show as kids Aww. first. And then we went to a different world, so. Yes, respect. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> now, Zay, now what you know about a different world? My yeah. granny, my mama, they just, you know, used to be watching it. They had nothing else really to do. Um, <laughs> I'm the first HBCU graduate. Yeah. So. That's what's up. And I actually, my mom has a lot Hell of friends yeah. who were, um, my mentors growing up who were part of um, AKA, you know, the grad only chapter, way. you know, so <laughs> I did debutante and all that. Did you? Stuff. You wore the little white ball dress? I sure did. Oh, oh my sure God. Did. If you come to my house, you'll see my big old plaque on the wall. I have got to go see and them. And actually, they are actually the one who wrote my letter of recommendations for Alpha Zeta. Yes. So they were Alpha Zeta graduates as you well. Come so, on. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I didn't even know that. Oh, good tea right there. Good yeah, tea. some yeah. great tea. I love it. We, and I love the empowerment of like our family still keeping us yes. annoying the culture because they don't they don't do they don't keep you plugged into that world but that explains why we all HBCU. No, no I was just gonna say I'm so oh. glad that we're HBCU family. So you know, shout out to the HBCUs. Well, I'm not, yeah. but I'm from Atlanta, and Atlanta been, Atlanta been black HBCU since HBCU 18. Right. Look, Atlanta been black since 1885 <laughs> or something like yes. that. Mm-hmm. Come on, know the history, Mike. Been be. black. Atlanta just black. And the last thing I'll say before I go to this next story is that I remember like when doing AK, that's what they were trying to call me, Whitley. Because I was at like I was sound country, but then you know, kind of like I guess proper at times. But you know what? Let's right. Dallas, Texas, stand up. Mm. All right. <laughs> okay. That's Whitley right there. We're gonna start calling on the show. It's no. Whitley. Whitley. Whitley O. Shout out to oh, oh my god, I just lost, forgot her name for a Jasmine second. Jasmine Guy. Yes. Atlanta's own. Oh, still working. Oh yeah. Getting that Absolutely. check. Like yes, ma'am, Miss Guy. And, I she was Atlanta. She's Atlanta's Her father was her father was a pastor here. Oh, wow. yeah. We'll fact check that. That's it. Um, speaking of mother look alike, the Tia and Tamara. Okay, um, that was another girl <laughs> as a child. I would be called Tia and Tamara. Let me tell you a quick story with Tosh Mori, their little brother, in the fifth grade. This girl, her name was mm, I can't remember no more, but she had a glass eye. Right in the fifth grade. She said her family uh, knew the Maori. She knew T and Tamara, and then she knew Taj because her mother used to do housekeeping for them, right? Mm-hmm. Back when they stayed in L.A., what she told me. So I was just like, oh, my God, I have the biggest crush on Taj. Like, maybe you can, like, give me into it. She's like, well, just, you can write him a letter. So I wrote him a letter, like, oh, my God, I'm your biggest fan. I just want you to know that I have the biggest crush on you, blah, blah, blah. Give her the letter. She tells me she gives it to him. Give me a letter back. He lets me know, like, oh, well, thank you, but I can't talk to you because I'm so busy being a kid superstar, And but thank you for reaching out. And so, you know, I kind of cried about it and showed it to my mom. My mom looked at it, and she was like, I don't think he wrote this. She took it to my friend, the girl, heffa name, I can't remember, her mom, <laughs> and she wrote the whole thing herself. And I was so hurt. I thought Taj Moore really reached out to me. And this hoe, the city print wrote all of that crazy. <laughs> Crazy, lied, crazy. Lied. But that I just had so that was just so horrible. So I had to just share that tragic story. But yeah. um, what another tragic story is mm-hmm. uh, our girl Tia Maori and Corey Hardrick are divorcing after 14 years of marriage. I'm heartbroken. Aww. At this point, everybody getting a so damn divorce, so I ain't got no, time. I say, go ahead, go ahead, say. <laughs> I say all because I'm so over the internet because I feel like this week alone, a lot of people have been divorced, and the amount of um. 
low self-esteem people on my timeline who are like, oh, I have no more hope for love. Oh, oh. oh, oh they're broken up. Oh, I can't love again. Like, <laughs> what does them being divorced have to do with you, little Miss Mary ain't had a little lamb? Like, I'd be so over it. So it's just like, it's sad, but at the end of the day, it's life. So it's like, aw, but the, the people are just making this. They're, they're putting 20s on yeah. too. Yeah, so it's like, okay. They are not the only people in the world. When Barack Obama and um, Michelle. Michelle break oh. up, then start talking Ooh. to me, okay? Ah. Okay. <laughs> mm. they, they're still too young. It's the old couples for me. Denzel and Pauletta. Oh, yeah. Oh. And Samuel Jackson and Latanya. See, them real Latanya. women right there. Them real women. Barack and Michelle, oh. they've been married a good man, but they've been married as long as the old couple. I'm going with the old oh, couple. Because yeah, yeah. Denzel began hit on for 50 years. Yeah. And Pauletta be like, okay, whatever. He come home to me. That's my check. <laughs> That's my check. Me, well, yeah. Paul, Paul, well, you seen Pauletta work? She have she you seen Pauletta work? She started, she was working before him, and then she mm, got Have you seen Pauletta work? On, um, and Tanya only act when she feels like it. No, that's Latanya Richardson. That's Samuel Jackson. That was in Latanya on the act when she wants to. Latanya Richardson, Jackson did a guest appearance on Grey's Anatomy a couple seasons ago. She was the black girl that came in. I love Grey's. Shonda Rhimes, black lady. She came in and played Dr. Maggie Pierce's adopted mother. Oh, my God. That's his wife? Yeah, Latanya. Latanya was in The Fight of Temptations. She was the evil lady that wanted to choir. Samuel Jackson's wife? Yeah, Latanya. They mm-hmm. they met at, at HBCUs, Spellhouse. Yeah, come on. Of course, he's a Morehouse grad with Spike. Latanya was uh, majoring in, uh, I believe, theater at Spelman. Yeah. Y'all better know y'all history. But back to Tia and to me. <laughs> right. Um, the young, the young couples that everybody worried about. Well, I personally, because, you know, so Corey Hardrick, he just been on uh, P-Valley, right? You know. Oh, he was on P-Valley? Well, no, was that on uh, Tommy's? Which one is he on? Oh, I mean, no, right now, the Homecoming. He's on the shot. Oh, the shot. I haven't seen so, the shot. So he's been on the shot. All American. He's on All American. And he's right on All American. He's always kind of giving me, like, kind of gangster, sexy, whatever. And then Tia's always been giving me, like, Goofy. Tia Goofy, lighthearted, kind of green. Mm-hmm. And That's so, Tamara was the goofy one, right? And then yeah, Tia. Yeah, Tia was a little bit more serious. But now Tia Then Tia do the game. Tia like, did the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Tia do the most sexy stuff. And then Tamara was the talk show host. She yes. was on the real. Okay. Yes, gotcha. right. And Don't so, nobody but, give a damn. But, but when Tia had her two kids, I kind of <laughs> felt like she just became more like she posts the kids. I look at people, the social medias of these celebrities that yeah. I'm into. Like she, when she had her children, it's like you post kids, 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 kids. You really post you and your husband. And then you look at people like Eva Marcel and Mike. They post each other all the time, like yeah. and the kids. So I started noticing Too much that. In social so media. Who I feel like cares? those that could be little subtle signs, like Different the things, things. Are drifting apart. That is not no dang sign. That's what's Thank wrong you. with people. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Zay. That social media has to validate any type of relationship. Thank you, Zay. What if you said I, that is the truth? Then? But it's, but even if it is the truth, that's not really like that. Is such a. It's a stigma. I it like that. The problem was stigma. Tia was working. He was at the house with them children. People he, naturally he do that, that, though. I know, but people I naturally know. think that, though. Like, because I literally have been in a relationship for a whole year, and a lot of people don't no. even know that I'm in a relationship because my platform is not about me and my partner. My platform yeah. is about me and my business. So right. if you want to see me and my partner, then go on the platform, me and my partner. But that's right. not it for that. So it's just like she may have she got the money to just put whatever she want to put on her page with her family or not with yeah. her family. But, shoot, mm-hmm. um, I'm pretty sure my audience don't want to see – my little family right now. I think they, they definitely would be. Do you think no, so? I, I think do your too. family's very interesting. They would Me love too. it. It's very entertaining. They would love it. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, okay. Would y'all make TikTok videos? We actually have a whole TikTok. They have a TikTok. Oh, you got to put it out there. I don't have a TikTok. You got to put it out there. Big and small, y'all go follow us. Thank you. Good plan. But we do, but they're not on my platform, though, is what I'm saying. It's like, if you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. And now we know about Big and Small's on TikTok. Yes, follow us. We hella funny. Yes, I agree. I don't feel like social media should make or break the what's going on in a relationship. I definitely do it that doesn't affect the relationship and it has um you know has you know things that it can contribute yeah. to mm-hmm. your relationship mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i'm sorry well mike i don't i don't believe in none of that stuff what do you mean i mean but my me and my fiance we we work together mm-hmm. and so the staff at the place of where she worked there a lot of them still that i i was there before she got there so a lot of the staff members, like they are so in, they were so in shock yet happy but just like I had no idea that was y'all. And then they look at the baby and say, "Oh yeah, that's that's his. <laughs> that's 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 bees. They be like that's that's bees baby right there. They they say all of that. And then another staff member said to her the other day because she called my first name out. She was like, "I ain't never know his name was Mike. I always called him by his last name. So are you nobody saying business. That you don't it's nobody post your relationship on social media. Every now and then it's, it's thrown out there. If I'm feeling in the mood of this, okay. that, and the third, I'll I post the baby all the time because I don't I don't have time to introduce the baby to everybody because I know a million people. So I'm just I'm just put it on on, on exactly, the Facebook but so people can see the baby. Social media can affect it. That's all. So if I if I don't post it, you think she's gonna get mad? Um, it depends on the girl. Exactly. That's what like we talk about. Me and Zay talking about. It, it, it's it's not effective. It's not effective for us. So if people it, are, it's are taking to that, people who it matters to people exactly. who be like, oh my god, my poor like that one whole two thousand. Like, oh, if I had a thousand dollars every time my man posts me and they like have no money, it's, like why it's do you too need much? Like, like the Michael B. Jordan yeah, and uh, yeah, and what's like, the girl? Michael B. Jordan and uh, uh Harvey. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. people lost their mind when they broke. Who cares? When who broke up? Lori Harvey and Michael. Yeah, about oh, yeah, social media is too much. Think about growing up like with posting everybody you in a relationship with. All I keep thinking about is like. I know it's like TMI, but like now you, I know everybody you didn't been in bed with, everybody you didn't mess with. Cause some half the time y'all don't even last long. Like all right, these exactly really temporary. don't be that long. Everybody ain't gotta know who you exactly. messing with. Let, let it be when you pop out when you marry, then then post, then, then do all that. But yeah. a lot of times these little meet up date ups. I just feel like you live your life how you want to. If you want to publicly put your relationship out there, do you? But I just think they also need to be aware that some people are just not social media literate mm-hmm. meaning they're able to decipher what's real people get more mm-hmm. overly involved and they ain't got nothing to do with them you just go ahead and people too involved then ain't gonna mm-hmm. stop me from posting and doing me because i'm a person that does post but when it comes to like things that like i'm going through because i got those people on facebook that go share all their feelings and emotions in detail about I, right. I, 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 you ain't gonna never Write get that in the journal. But, but i'm definitely gonna post shoddy poo i'm gonna post tina post my mom and them i'm gonna post everybody like we outside <laughs> we outside and that's just how i am okay so now, these next couple of stories might be, I'm gonna let you handle these, because you know, first, I wanna go, the maybe about Justice Kintanji Brown. Remember, you covered that on our social media when she first won. Yeah, this is her first week of work. It, it's it's her first week. That worked for nine months. I mean, that's school teachers work for oh, about nine, ten it. months. See, I thought as soon as they get elected, like starting that next quarter, they're like working. When she was uh, officially nominated, and of course, you had to go through the Senate hearings and all the other stuff, even when they finished mm-hmm. and she became official uh, Justice Katanji right. Brown, we still had to wait on the other justice, uh, who's a little more liberal, oh. I forget his name, uh, to retire. Said oh. had to wait on him to retire because he officially said he was going to retire, but it had to wait to the end of the term. So the end of the term, that's when we got excited again. Like, okay, it's coming. And then this week, as of October the 3rd, 
so first week on the job. Oh, wow. And I know them people are looking at her like, uh, who is this black lady? Because they had a, the, what they've been talking about. She's been arguing the 14th Amendment wasn't intended to be race neutral or race blind. And we're going to talk about it. But I want y'all to just hear her. Just I, I'm like, I know she's telling these we white folk up. I know they're looking at her like, who the hell yeah. is this black lady? And let me just clarify what I mean by that. Um, I don't think we can assume that just because race is taken into account that that necessarily creates an equal protection problem because I understood that we looked at the history and traditions of the Constitution, at what the framers and the founders thought about. And when I drilled down to that level of analysis, it became clear to me that the framers themselves adopted uh, the Equal Protection Clause, the 14th Amendment, the 15th Amendment in a race-conscious way, that they were, in fact, trying to ensure that people who had been discriminated against, the freedmen, um, in, during the Reconstruction period, uh, were actually uh, 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 brought equal to everyone else in the society. So I looked at the uh, report that was submitted by the Joint Committee on Reconstruction, which drafted the 14th Amendment, um, and that report says that the entire point of the amendment was to secure rights of the freed former slaves. The legislator who introduced that amendment said that, quote, unless the Constitution should restrain them, those states will all, I fear, keep up this discrimination and crush to death the hated freedmen. That's not, um, that's not a race-neutral or race-blind idea in terms of the remedy. And, and even more than that, What's good, Kings and Queens? Your boy Ron, a black educator and broke his back with a brand new season, and I'm back with a brand new update about our friends at the Green Toad Hemp Farm. The Green Toad Hemp Farm now has a brand new location right here in ATL, 825 McDaniel Street, Atlanta, Georgia, 30310. And I got a brand new promo code for you to use, BEBATL2020, and you'll get 10% off. You can order on thegreentoadhempfarm.com, or you can go by that new location. The Green Toad Hemp Farm is the absolute best in all CBD products. They have smokable hemp flour, health and wellness, edibles, vapes. They even have products for pets. The Green Toad Hemp Farm will make sure that your CBD experience is, well, you know the rest. basically telling them white folk y'all racist okay like and so articulate <laughs> i love it and like i said first week on the job and that's what they were meeting about and um uh somebody from alabama like i think we got like a lobbyist or something yep. that's what they bring it to the table and of course it's talking about more voting rights and voting restrictions and then of course arguing using the 14th amendment so i love it no state shall make or enforce <laughs> any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States. Immunities. Immunities. What I said? Immunities. Immunities. I ain't been drinking. Immunities. Immunities of citizens of the United so States. What, so what does that mean? Okay, so what does this mean? No state shall deprive any person of their freedom, their property, anything, or your right. And, of course, when we have a right to vote, but there's still a constitutional law. And then, of course, the voters right, the voters right, the voting right, voting rights act, mm -hmm. which we still, it's still restrictions on with, of people of color. It's always something. When it comes to us voting, and then of course everybody, uh, especially a, a show we've been on before, you know, it's all it's talking about it's voting just so easy and this, that, and the third, but it's not. 
it, it is not something. It every time there's a, every time there's a restriction here in Georgia, after the huge election process going through 2020, in the midst of in the height of this COVID epidemic pandemic that we've gone through, I mean Georgia, they start passing the law like you can't bring food and water out to people standing in a long crazy. line. That's silly. But but you but there's no issue with voting. So why you worry about people standing in line drinking water? Why can't bring somebody water or a sandwich? What's wrong with that? Exactly, it's always an issue. They they ain't, they ain't finna. They she she got it. I like her justice. Yeah, she holding it down. And let me think about what voting season. Um, y'all y'all prepared to vote already? Y'all know who y'all gonna vote for? Yes. Mm, actually, I um I work with the campaign. So, oh. you guys, let's get Stacey Abrams in office. All right. Woo, woo, woo. What do you think about Governor Kemp so far, though? What he's done. What do you, what are your thoughts if you have any about him? I don't have any about him. <laughs> like I threw you that bone, huh? Exactly. Well, okay. <laughs> now, Zay. This way you act. Because I, you, that's. Go ahead, Stacy girl. <laughs> I, you know, um, when Stacy Abrams came to WSB and Veronica Waters, who's also on WSB Radio here, and she interviewed her. I found myself just fell in love with her yeah. because she was so articulate. She was so smart. She was so funny. And she was just like, like she, everything that was thrown at her, she just pew, 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 like a piece of cake. So, but I just, I get mad when I see these like TV ads and they just be so mean. Slanderish. And it's like, does that really make you like change your vote? No. Like, because you calling her like these liars and I just, you know, I feel like that that should be like not allowed to me for you to be saying negative stuff like that and all that propaganda. But nevertheless, um, I want the best person to win. I think um, Governor Kemp, I don't think he's been that bad. I feel like for us to have uh, the uh, the COVID, we all pretty dig. I think everybody as a state, we did pretty good. You know, I feel like we got we got jobs back for everybody else. We was. Yeah, I mean, shout out to, at the time, we was getting them checks, you know. Um, but we, I feel like Georgia really wasn't all bad. And I feel like he didn't really shut it down as strict as places like Texas, even though I love my state. Like, they were too strict. So I was like, him as governor, he was a part of that, and I didn't really think it was that bad. So That's good. We just need a woman in the office yeah. to do some things. Now, why yeah. woman? Why you say that? Um, I don't think I should answer the reason of why. Yes, you can. I want your opinion, because your opinion matters. I mean, for me personally, I... I'm not really all into politics. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, say, like, yeah, I'm yeah. all into politics or anything like that. But like, you know, we are underestimated, and mm-hmm. I feel like right now we're going through a time where women are showing out. Ow, I ow. mean, they are showing out on all different platforms, all different categories. Really, really like setting that example for the younger youth that's coming in. That's when I think about like the younger youth coming in. They're going with the kids that are supposed to be our doctors, our nurses that's yep. supposed to be taking care of us. And I need them to have a good things to look up to so they can want to be good people and be good things because I don't want to be right. 65 getting robbed by yeah. by right. because you know that's what's really happening that is and what's happening. You're right just you know it. giving definitely our young girls another outlet knowing that you know growing up we were I feel like my grandmother their generation it was ran by men you know yeah. they went through all these different trauma based things because men were the only one allowed to do all these different things and yeah. now that we have the right to be in these positions and do these things why not yeah. So that's why. That's my only reason. It's not even about 
what she's talked about on her plot. I don't yeah. listen. I might go mine. But she's a black woman yeah. trying to make a difference, make her blueprint, and I support yeah. it. So. Well, the reality is people listening to it has that exact same thoughts. Like, so that's why I'd be like, still, I think we should sh- share your thoughts like that because somebody will just like, well, I don't care nothing about that. She's just black. I'm voting. She a woman. I'm just voting. Because there's people that feel the same way because we all got the kind of thought process. Well, personally for me, I know that um, I feel like that she has expressed that she has goals to, you know, you know, minimize the violence that's going on in the community. You know, you know, she's more pro-life than, you know, pushing that abortion law. And, you know, just really turning the state blue kind of means more for the community, supposedly. But like I said, a lot of times... I was told politics is politics, like it's tricky, yeah. like you know what I mean? And they yes. play mind games a lot of the time. So if she is for the actual things that she's saying that she is for, then I'm all for that because personally I just feel like a lot of the crime rates and a lot of the stuff that goes on has a lot to do with just poverty. Like Yes. And it's it, and the and pandemic hasn't helped. Lack of resources, lack of education. And a lot of people don't focus on that. And it's like you put more education and more resources into the community and less they will try to outsource other things to get what they want. You better speak for the community, (laughs) and and say from the Bay, okay? All I just say is that people, I encourage people to go vote because it's like people literally die so they can have the right to do this. That's my only thing when it comes to voting. Like, you may not care about the movement, but, like, do you care about your ancestors? Do you care about the people, like, before you who, like, really, like, tried their best to give you this opportunity? Like, do you care about them? Do it for them. So go out there and vote. Next month is going down. What is it, November the 5th? November 8th. 8th. Nope. Yeah. Yes, November the eighth election day. <laughs> I think they're, they're doing early registration now. And you know, like I say, go online. Um, you can go to Georgia Voting, Google that, and you can find where you can find where your uh, poll booth is. So you can go ahead and vote, man, so we can keep that popping. Yes, and early voting is October seventeenth. Is Kim giving us another check? No, talking about Kim talking about Stacey Abrams. Oh, oh I, I like her too. To put, I like her too. The cat though. The cat She wants to put. She wants to also put <laughs> jobs in the hands, uh, I mean, stimulus checks in the hands of the community members as well. So that's one of her goals, without okay. raising taxes. All right, come on, Stacey. I mean, I'm with it, you know. So like I said, go out so there So now, hold on. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Y'all love Stacey Abrams. I'm talking trash. But I talked on about, a serious I, I look, think I talked about Kemp on mine, like what I feel like he's done for the economy. But so she wants to do stimulus checks, and then the the whole the whole Georgia Democratic House and State Senate was mad at the first stimulus check. So she want to do stimulus checks. I'm I just saying. Just put money in the pockets of the community members. I would keep them safe. Half these Negroes don't want to go to work. But anyway, we're hey, gonna this talk about is that. true. <laughs> nobody want to work. Don't nobody want to go to work. McDonald's lines is getting longer and longer. Go flip them damn fries, okay? You ain't got nothing else to do. I'm sorry. Whatever. Please stop asking me for money at the gas station. I do not want to buy your liquor. I do not want to buy anything from you at the gas station. Leave me alone. All right, so that's that's. I, I just don't like when I be going to the gas station, be a whole bunch of niggas around, and I just be like, oh, you want to go to the door? And they all right there, and it's like, oh, they gonna try to talk to me. Uh-huh. I try to get on the phone, like, oh, la la la, like, okay, I'm on the phone, I can't hear you. 
Ugh, I hate all of that. Like, please disperse. This is not the fucking club. Soliciting, all kind of stuff. Excuse me. No, don't excuse my language. I meant what I said. <laughs> um, okay, and so this I last one, because I, we always like to talk about, you know, one of the things with Black Educated and Broke, when there is crime going on and there are these fatalities in our community and we get injustice, we like to give updates on this. Uh, Mike B., are you, can you speak a little bit more about the Porter Burks family? Yeah, right now, uh, 60 hours as of Tuesday, the family, uh, Porter Burks, he was fatally shot by Detroit police, um, and they are, the family wants this video. So about five minutes of the video was released. They want the whole thing for the Same. fatal encounter. And according to his mother, uh, he is known in their community uh, to be, um, what's the uh, word I want to uh, use? Uh, he, he has a, a mental condition. Oh. Mental health issues. So he, he does suffer from uh, different mental health um, conditions. But uh, they, I think part of the video uh, officer is saying was he walking around with, with a knife. So, so they shot. He got a knife, and y'all shooting him with a gun. Pretty much. I mean, because I never understand. I never understand that if somebody has a knife. Like the gun is gonna get it. Like, like they're trying. You can do so many things. Why you gotta shoot them? Be like, black. And exactly. was, you know, we're talking about the police department. We're talking about oh, he was the weapon. He was schizophrenic. That's what. Okay, the, I knew that it was according something. According to the press mm-hmm. conference. Oh my god. Our skin is the weapon, as is. Mm. Yeah. Three seconds. About thirty-eight shots were fired. 38 30, shots I, for a knife. I mean, he was hit about If he was white, times. it wouldn't wow. have been the same. It yeah. wouldn't have been the same for wow. a knife. Like you execution. could tackle him and still not get stabbed. Hey, right. you got all this body armor and stuff? <sighs> or you gonna get a taser? No. Well, according to the chief, it was a life-threatening uh, situation. No, it was not. But yeah, from the pro- this is a family member. We called the police supposedly for help not to kill. He, of course, was schizophrenic. And uh, suffer from the mental illness and was getting treatment. Oh, oh my God! Yeah, they're gonna yeah. now they're gonna try to write them this million dollar checks and stuff and and just oh we sorry. I mean, they use the highest goal, but like Indy said, our, our skin it's it's our skin color and it's just one of those things. It's a ever it's a it's a ever never ending never cycle ending because I mean we had a situation in Florida where the person that was suffering from uh, mental illness I can't remember if he was white or Hispanic, mm. but the doctor was black and the police shot him he didn't die but he was he 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 got he had a gunshot wound and all he was doing was and he was a a you know like that kind of physician with as far as mental health i don't know if he was psychiatrist or not but that was his job and that was one of the patients from the place because the guy left the place and they it was shot like a triple place they didn't shoot the hispanic guy the doctor they shot the doctor who yeah. was black. black he had a gunshot when he, course, and he was a, he was a black, black man that is he didn't have on a coat just what he didn't have on a doctor it coat. don't matter you got on a coat it you don't have really matter anything. like they he's pull. coming to help the other person Ooh, and you coat. just you know you got as police officers it's like hands up freeze and you're trying to tell them and somebody just so happened to pull the trigger because they're scared they're scary mm-hmm. these folks aren't trained they're not. We, we know. We praying for that family that they they're definitely not, get that full scary. body cam and get justice. And There's just no justice, though. I mean, I just feel like with this type of stuff, it's so repetitive and it's so on point every single time. And it's so the same story a zillion million ways. But they don't change anything. Like they say, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do this. But you don't end up doing it. I feel like majority of police um, staff, whatever, the teams... They should be very diverse every single time because you should be able to have somebody that can deal with any type of person 
interchanging, switching them out, whatever the way. But if you have these people that are conditioned and, and you know, you're, you're taking a bunch of white people that are conditioned to be around their own people mm-hmm. and their own scenarios, then you're putting them in the mix with, you know, black people, people of color, they don't even situations, you don't even associate with them. So any type of behavior to you that is not what you're used to, yep. you can see as a threat. You can see as something yep. that, you know, is going to affect you in a negative way. But if you have people like us, black and brown bodies, that we interact with black and brown people all the time, yep. we know how people react, and we know when something is life-threatening and when something's not. Mm-hmm. But when Yo, what's up, people? It's your boy Ali Sadiq from Comedy Central. Man, you know me. I'm black, educated, and broke as hell. I just want y'all to know, hey, man, keep listening to this podcast. Black, educated, and broke. It's your boy Ali Sadiq. Hey, man, get your cash up. Get your education up. And get your goddamn blackness up. You have people that are never around that type of behavior. They will flinch in a second. And you know, scary. And that makes me ask, that's curious to me, because I was, you know, being that you're from Boston, right? And I always hear that in Boston, that in Boston is very white. It's not a lot of very black people. White. And to hear you so pro-black, so what is the culture so like, and how did you kind of <laughs> be different from how it is in Boston? Her uh, skin color. No, I mean, but I'm saying even other black, I didn't care about other black, they, 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 they ain't as pro-black like you. <laughs> They're not. They, Honestly, they I talk. personally feel like a lot of the black people uh, in Boston can be conditioned or swayed to kind of see past all the white racism stuff, yeah. but I don't see past it, and I never yeah. really saw past it because my mom, like I said, she went to Spelman, so she, she, her whole ideology and outlook on life is through a black, uh, educated black person, yeah. so you know what you're going up against, you know who's really your enemy and who's not. And it's not that, oh, I just can't stand white people. Oh, this is an issue with white people, this, that, and the other. It's just the fact of the matter is conditioning, mindset, psychology. We all, I went through psychology in high school. I mean, yeah. maybe a lot of people didn't, but in psychology, they tell you how the brain works and people are conditioned to act a certain way. So yeah. if these people are conditioned to act a certain way because that's mostly what they're around, Boston is not, It. I mean, growing up to me, I feel like a lot of the culture has, eased itself away but there was a lot of black culture when i was growing up but at the same time when gentrification takes place yeah it's just like what's going on in brooklyn harlem you know new york here in atlanta here in atlanta they're they're stripped the culture the black culture away so much with trying to clean it up that you lose it so for me like i've had a racist um, encounter my first time having a racist encounter people were so scared for me to go to alabama for school so worried so worried i come back to boston I'm riding my bike with my mom, and it starts pouring raining. So now we're on this bridge, and we're walking the bikes, and this white lady shoves past me. Boom, hits me. I'm like, all right, like, you're doing a lot. Like, she's like, I said excuse me. I'm like, okay, whatever. I didn't think nothing of it because I'm just like, this is how folks are. In Boston, in general, folks are mean. Like, they're just kind of angry sometimes, but (laughs) whatever. It's just like a little tough crowd, but... I just didn't like to say nothing past it, but my mom saw it. So she was like, did you just push my, like, push my daughter? Dress the lady. Her and the lady started going back and forth. Mind you, my mom is not a con- confrontational person. So she's going to say what she has to say, but she's not like, ah, fight. Right. Blah, blah. So the lady ends up calling her like a pig bitch, oh. nigger bitch, this, that, and the other. So I just lost it. And then she kicked my mom. She took her foot off the ground and kicked my mom. So I just lost it. I literally like just lost it. I smacked the... Crap out this lady, yeah. And and then I and then we rode off on our bikes, but then she started recording me, <laughs> and I was no, we did. We on our bikes and we rode up, but I was just in shock. That I'm like, yeah. they were so scared for me to go to Alabama. Oh, the KKK, this that, and the other. But I received 
dirty looks, racism, and all that stuff when I'm in Boston in the in my in own home. hometown. So why why what wouldn't I be running away if I don't feel comfortable? Like, right. and it's not that I'm running away. I'm just deciding not to deal with that because yeah. I want to be comfortable in my own space. And I and my mom, you know, people that are that are there, they love it and all that stuff. But every time I go back home, it's some racist BS that hey. pops up where I'm just like. I don't feel comfortable here. Like, they don't make you, they make you feel like, why are you kind of in our presence? But a lot of people don't see that or don't notice that because they're just conditioned conditioned to to ignore it, it, to look past it. And that's not me. So I'm pro-black because my mom raised me that way. I've been growing up on the roots. I watched roots growing up. I watched every single MLK special, HBO, PBS special. Like, you know what I'm saying? Them little... (laughs) Eyes on the prize, like yes. <laughs> keep your eyes on the prize. I'm keeping it, okay? So that's that's where it comes from. Oh, I love Indy. That was so good. <laughs> I love it, Indy. You better preach, girl. She that's said what she said. She said what she said. I love it. That was a great first show back, guys. Come on, give a round of applause for ourselves. You know, again, welcome again, Indy. You are clearly a, a wonderful addition, the addition that we needed. We look forward to, you know, taking us to the next level with all of us. Mike B. Y'all gonna hear again soon? Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, probably next week, actually. Who we got coming up? Uh, You know, a lot of things. I just... Ron will be we back. Do. Oh gosh. Ron will be okay, back. so Aurelia yeah. be back. Oh, we do have a few things. Like we've been invited to do the Atlanta Fashion Show Awards again. Yay. I um that's gonna be I think sometime October thirteenth, whatever that weekend that is. Okay. All right. They want us to week me and Q covered it um about three years ago. That's when we met Bella Black. Before she popped and got super duper like she is now, we met her at the Land of Fashion Awards we hosted. So they hit us back directly, want us to rock down the red carpet. So um, we're going to try to get some of the uh, owners that are part of it to come be on the show and talk with us. Didn't, we, didn't y'all meet Kiana Nicole there? We did. We sure did. R&B. And she popping too. Rocking. Like, I still got her track. That's on my, on my playlist. Yes, it's a lot of those girls and guys who they were like where they are now, they all are just do 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 elevated but then hell we have two okay shout out to the grove um and then let me see what else is going on um i know like this is a, a mask off i did want to extend it to our listeners so go go party bus is doing a mass singers uh little party event at cat's cafe and so people that if you're talented and you want to be a part of it you're going to do like uh you know you're going to like the show mask singer you're going to have a full mask on you're going to sing a song and then the audience has to guess who you are so if that's something you guys are interested in you know hit us up black educated and broke at gmail.com and let's get into that so we're going to have it on our social media i'll put all that up as well as Indy's cute outfit tonight. That's on social media. <laughs> All right, so that's Black Educated and Broke on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter, B-E-B Podcast underscore A-T-L. And YouTube. And- Get on that YouTube. Hold on, hold on. We gotta give a shout out to Zay. So first of all, shout out to Zay from the Bay because she has been definitely get our YouTube up and popping, getting our videos there. So listen, if y'all want to see what we look like and not just listen to us, head over to our YouTube because we popping y'all. Right, Zay? Yes, girl. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I covered all Mike Beasy. Yeah, time to go. Y'all all right? Yeah. Who, who is Half House? Great. Who is that? Who is Half House? That was the top story. Rapper Half oh, House. Y'all half, know who that is? Oh, I forgot about him. Who is no, that? I mean, no, no, sorry. Is that a him? You know him? Her? You, her? Mm-hmm. I'm not, we're not trying to be insensitive to the family. I think it's La, a woman, though. La Tarisha O'Brien. 
Did Daddy say the name? Yeah, she was a rapper. But but it says his family. Oh, see, he's excuse me. He got another rapper uh, in Los Angeles uh, was shot. Yeah, yeah, another yeah half ounce. Holy moly, that's sad. Half ounce. They in the last two woman? months, at least two more artists have been slain here. This is in L.A. A rapper no, by the name LA of. No, but L.A. is like uh, haunted. Yeah. Right. It's too much going it's on too over much. there. But I mean, they say the same about like Atlanta. Mike Reeves says, "Stay in your die here, lane. Die there. Stay in your lane." Is Cali really that bad though? I mean, I don't know. Not stay in your lane. I'm just saying stay in your lane because I feel like a lot of people, like definitely in the industry, you know, you get this fame, you think like, oh, just because I'm so and so, I can go here and do this and that. And it's like, right now we're in a, I'm not, we're in a recession. That's what they call it. Yeah. Yeah. Going into it. People are, they are out. They don't care. People are Mm -mm. just ruthless right now. People losing their mind. They, they losing their mind. So I would just say, if you go in places that you're usually not, you know, familiar with, you need to. Be with your security. Definitely, if you have, if you're a artist that has flashy things yeah. and all that, you really want to just be safe. Got to, and I'm not sure how he was, but uh, they talk about he also uh, father of three. Uh, he worked at uh, UPS and was in school. Oh, he was riding around trying to get it. Just, just trying to get it. So, and this is three weeks know. after uh, PNB Rock has. You know, he was shot. That's just three weeks now. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. And they was trying to, if we're going to talk about it real quick, though, they Go was ahead. trying to blame the, the baby mama yeah. and called the baby mama so quick. And then come to find out the dude pulled up at the spot, right? Like, I think I, I saw that he pulled up, like, maybe he was standing, either standing outside of the Roscoe spot when PNB walked in. And then he went and got his son to shoot PNB, or he pulled up, like, minutes after PNB had already walked in, so it wouldn't have been. It doesn't correlate so for do when she posted she her food. Okay. Yeah, because he already had time to go. He was caught on tape already in front of there, and then leaving, going to get the son, dropping the son off in front, son coming in, whole thing. I'm glad but, you gave us that update because I needed to update. So yeah, that's how that's yeah, yeah, yeah. So why did his father have his son kill him? He robbed jewelry. him. He robbed him for the jewelry. Oh, so, so yeah, he, he took he took the stuff. But what it? But what the news thing said? It was like. No time at all. He said, give me your stuff. Boom, shot him. And then it, while he's dead, he's, like, pulling the jewelry off and stuff. Like, where, like, for you to have this type of... Yeah, savage Just mindset. savage mindset at 17 years old. He was 17? 17 years old. Yeah, this is where we have the... And that's where the bigger problem comes in for me. It's like... These are children, one, that are dying in the streets, but two, that are murdering, that are murdering. Mur- masses of people all over the country. Like, they're children. And it goes right back to education, goes back to resources, and goes back to poverty. It's, yeah. like, all in the same How game. How old the daddy? I don't know, but he's in jail. He should have He ooh. look older, like, maybe 30s. Oh, wow. Now, shout-out to the 30 Club. He was 40? You're talking with PNB Rock. Not yeah. old. Like, old, yeah. not well, like the, a young the son, teenage The son was yeah, 17, like, so daddy, who knows how much old. But the son like was 17. Late 30s. Yeah, yeah the son was 17. Well, but it's children. We're going to send a prayer word for all the families. And we just don't condone that gun violence, y'all. There's other ways to handle stuff. Like, that's not Put the guns up. down. Please and thank you. All right, guys, we're going to see y'all next week. All right, y'all. Peace. Bye. <laughs>